The mountains of North Carolina offer some unexpected treats for skiers and snowboarders. Snowmaking capabilities are outstanding and allow for a constant supply of fresh snow and great conditions. They emphasize family skiing with a good mix of beginner runs to get first-timers interested in the sport and more advanced trails and surprisingly good vertical to provide ample stoke for even the most experienced skiers and riders. In this episode, I turn my attention to Beach Mountain Ski Resort, known as the highest elevated outdoor adventure destination east of the Rocky Mountains. I sat down with Talia Freeman. She's the director of marketing for Beach Mountain Resort, and we discuss what gives Beach its unique vibe that sets it apart and keeps seasoned pass holders and first timers coming back year after year. We talk about the resort's great mix of runs for all levels, state-of-the-art snowmaking capabilities, upgrades to the village, including beautifully constructed fire pits and seating areas near the Beach Mountain Brewing Company, and 5506, the slopeside sky bar at the peak of Beach Mountain. We also talk about the community of Beach Mountain, specially themed events like 80s weekend, a unique co-op degree program with Lees McRae College, and opera ski opportunities that allow guests to enjoy beach from the first chair to the last call. And just when you think it couldn't get any better, we talk about how Beach Mountain Resort continues to deliver in the summer with downhill mountain biking, lift rides to the sky bar, and a summer concert series that delivers big entertainment for the whole family every summer. Let's get to it. You're listening to Exploration Local, a podcast designed to explore and celebrate the people and places that make the Blue Ridge and Southern Appalachian Mountains special and unique. My name is Mike Andrus, the host of Exploration Local. Join us on our journey to explore these mountains and discover how they fuel a spirit of adventure. We encourage you to wander far, but explore local. Let's go. Well, I'm excited to be here today. I am with Talia Freeman. She's the director of marketing, and I am at Beach Mountain Resort. And we're going to talk all things skiing today, snowboarding, snow sports, mountain sports, and then maybe we'll kind of even dip into talking a little bit about some of the summer activities here. But I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Thanks for hosting this. We are in a really cool classroom. We're going to talk about this in a little bit. This is part of the Lees McRae College program that they have for winter sports. Is that what it is? It's for winter sports? Yeah, it's called the Ski Industry Business and Instruction Program. Very nice. Very nice. And as you're coming either, I guess, really almost any direction, unless it's Tennessee, you're going to pass right by Lee's McRae College coming in Yeah, exactly. So cool. All right. So Talia, let's start out talking about you before we get into the resort here. Let's talk a little bit about who you are and what you do here for Beach. Yeah, I I grew up here. Really didn't grow up skiing. You know, that wasn't something my family did or that was really attainable for us. I kind of got into this position here by way of doing events. I was an event promoter, I booked bands, I got hired here to take on the role of the event coordinator. So I did that my first year here, which was about 13 years ago. And then from then on, I took over all the marketing. I also handle all the sales, do a lot of HR and hiring and just operational stuff. I mean, we're a small company, so, you know, we all wear a lot of hats and that's probably, you know, one of the fun parts of my job really, it's just, having your hands in a little bit of everything. Yeah, and for 13 years of being at the same place, I mean, that that definitely says a lot. Oh, so. yeah. Very loyal, but I love it. I mean, it's 
it's a fun job and I, I couldn't be happier here. Oh, that's awesome. So this whole area has been sort of called uh, the ski capital of the Southeast. And I'd love to know a little bit more about sort of how you all fit in there. There's a few ski resorts, but we're going to focus on you all today, obviously. And we'd love to kind of talk about what makes you all a little bit different, but just a little piece of information. This was the first place that I skied in North Carolina. was that beach. Yeah. And it was 20 years ago. Yeah. I hear that from a lot of people. I love those stories. Yeah. 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 Very cool. Well, let's talk a little bit about the history because you've been here your whole life in this area. Let's talk about the history of Beach Mountain. Yeah. So there was a, a dentist from Alabama Dr. Thomas Brigham. This classroom that we're in is actually named after him. Okay. Uh, the Brigham family um, helped sponsor the renovation of this classroom, which is a, a pretty cool piece. So his picture's right there on the wall. Nice. He was from the Northeast originally by way of Alabama, thought this would be the perfect place for skiing. So he started kind of acquiring property all over the Southeast, um, had his hands in all the resorts really, but he approached two brothers, the Robbins brothers, um, also the developers of like Tweetsie Railroad, oh. um, Grover and Harry Robbins, and uh, they started the Carolina Caribbean Corporation. So they started acquiring properties, homes, and developed Beach Mountain Ski Resort uh, in 1967. That's when it officially opened. Wow. Uh, they were also the visionaries behind the land of Oz, which is, yeah. you know, our, just, our, just our neighbors up the road. So that was kind of the start here. Um, we're only about seven miles away from Sugar Mountain Resort, about 21 miles away from Appalachian Ski Mountain. So, I mean, there's a lot of great skiing in North Carolina and, you know, obviously we're competitors, but we have a great working relationship and we all work together to really just make sure that, you know, North Carolina is a desirable place for snow sports. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, let's talk about some of the things that are really unique to to beach. Well, I think for us, you know, we just kind of have the overall package. I mean, you mentioned that earlier, you know, what can my mom do if she doesn't ski? But that's the beauty of, you know, the culture that we've created here. I mean, you ski here, you're, you feel like you're a part of the family. I mean, I've worked here for, like you said, I mean, 13 years. I mean, that's a true testament to you know why I'm here I love it our season pass holders come back year after year and the growth with just our pass holders has been substantial because I think you know people feel like they're a part of something regardless of if they're you know a super advanced skier snowboarder or they may just like to sit down at the lodge and have a beer yeah. you know people um, really enjoy the atmosphere here Ryan Costin is our general manager. His grandfather, Ray Costin, he was a peanut farmer. He uh, purchased Beach Mountain Resort around 1985. So it's been kind of a family business for that long. Ryan took over, uh, we're both, he's he's a little older than me. He's 38, I'm 37. So we, he took over about 13 years ago, um, a little bit before I came in. And you know, his goal was really to take this from being just a ski resort and making it more of a you know an attraction North Carolina attraction a destination that anybody would want to come here regardless if they had an interest in snow sports or not so you know I think that's one of the things over the last 10 years with his leadership where we've come from being just a place to go skiing to where we've had you know live music started the Beach Mountain Brewing Company lots of events and really just the overall renovation of all the facilities here has really made it just a destination for people to come kind of enjoy themselves and relax. You know, it's interesting you say that because I, I told you the first time I came here was like 20 years ago, and it's been a few years since I've been back to beach, and as you're walking up, things have definitely 
changed all the fire pits that you have out front that are really cool and I can understand what you're saying because before when I came it was just a place I came we skied we kind of left now there's a lot that you can do there's a lot you can do as you're kind of leaving off the mountain but there's a lot that you could do right here on the mountain too and I think that's what sets us apart from our you know our local competitors I mean like I said they do a fantastic job but you know, we really have the overall package here, the experience, I mean, the apres ski experience, and, you know, we're open pretty much year-round now with other amenities, so. Yeah. Well, so describe for the people who have never been to North Carolina, who have never been to this mountain, describe as you're coming in, what do we see, what are the, how many slopes do we have, how many lifts do we have? Yeah, so um, Beach Mountain is technically the highest incorporated town in on the east coast uh, we like to toot our horn with that even though the elevation's about 5500 feet so our peak elevation is 5506 feet so as you approach the summit of the mountain you come into the little town of beach mountain it's i think that's kind of a charming part of our town um, you know we've got little restaurants fred's general mercantile i mean so even driving in yeah. you know it's just it's a really cool cool place to kind of drive into our resort has 17 slopes we have nine lifts we just replaced our uh, two quad lifts about two years ago so we have two new fixed grip quads on the front side of the mountain Um, next summer we're getting ready to replace lift number one so you know we're constantly looking ahead to kind of uh, make sure that we're uh, making needed changes we have um, 100% new LED slope lighting on the front side of the mountain, so we have a great atmosphere for night skiing. We also have a terrain park here, which is an area that's designated for um, different features like rails, boxes, jumps, just things for skiers and snowboarders to kind of get a little bit more playful on. So that's a popular area, and it has its own designated tow rope there. Okay. At the summit of the mountain, we have our sky bar which is named after our peak elevation 5506 so it's a it's a small round circular bar area it's got glass windows all around it almost like a it looks like a yurt nice um, and then it has a 2800 square foot deck with picnic tables and like a little snack bar so that's a, a been a huge amenity and um, really a perk here for our ski customers and then obviously in the summer for our summer clientele too yeah very cool yeah we also have tubing which you mentioned when you walked in we in the village of the resort we had um a seven thousand square foot ice skating rink you know it was 50 years old it was time to go time to renovate we kept putting money back into it and we finally just took it out and we put in four new fire pits so it's an awesome area for just kind of like an after ski beer just to relax by a fire right next to it is our tubing facility which is about 750 feet long so it's a great little spot there's a coffee shop there so our plan moving into next summer is to actually move um, ice skating behind this facility okay so that will come back and be a much improved location there yeah yeah well the fire pits have to have been a hit i mean it is beautiful when you walk oh, yeah. into the village I, I mean would you say that almost just kind of transformed i mean when you see the brewery off to the left you see all the fire pits like all that landscape hardscape is just like transformed that whole area right oh, there. oh people love it and this last weekend was the first weekend that you know people were really kind of actively sitting out there and it's it's really cool it kind of brought the village all together so it's almost got that kind of beer garden feel for yeah. the brew house right there and 
yeah, we're getting a lot of good feedback from that. It's That's beautiful. Cool. That's cool. What else is in store? What else is new for 2022 season? Well, I think coming off the heels of COVID, you know, we just realized that people, we need more space. Mm. You know, people want more outdoor spaces where they can spread out. So that was part of um, our thought process behind, you know, the new fire pits and the seating area. We actually built a new facility out in front of the cafeteria called Play Yard Provisions. Um, so it's a new little outdoor bar. You can grab a beer, soup, burger from there. We put in a new coffee shop in the village just to have another, you know, little food breakfast spot that opened today. Nice. And then over the last three years, one of our main priorities has been just overhauling our snowmaking infrastructure. Okay. Um, that is one of the things in the southeast, you know, we get about 85 inches annually on average of natural snow, but, you know, you can't really rely on that solely to get 100 skiable acres open, which we have. So we, we have to produce, produce snow, which is still real snow. We have to explain that a lot to customers. They like to call and ask us about our fake snow. Um, <laughs> You know, it's a, it's a whole process, and it can be quite technical to explain. But over the last three years, we've really overhauled that whole system. So um, everything from expanding our reservoir to adding in new snowmaking equipment. So just this summer alone, we added another 11 automatic fan guns. Wow. So it's just a huge improvement from when I started here, what we're capable of doing now with snowmaking. Wow, that's amazing. You know, over the last few years, it seems like it's kind of gotten a little warmer. Seasons have been shortened or constricted up a little bit more. Do the guns help with that? I, I would imagine to just start your season earlier and also extend oh, yeah. your season. Absolutely. You know, we're still getting the cold weather and the snow. It's just seems like it's not coming as earlier as it used to. It's almost like our seasons have shifted a little bit later. Okay. But yeah, it's it's been a big help. I mean, we're able to cover a lot of ground quickly. Um, put out a lot of snow and then you know we can move it around with our groomers our piston bullies and you know really have a good product out there so it's been night and day difference I mean I can't even from three years ago it's incredible that's um, what awesome. we're able to do so are you pleased with where you are right now I mean I, I know it's gonna today it's gonna be in the 50s but I mean are you pleased with what you have open at this point yeah actually I mean the conditions have been good this year considering we've had a lot of compliments from just pass holders and, and I reference them a lot because you know they're a true testament to someone that's been you know committed to skiing here so I you know we value their opinion so if they're telling us like conditions are good then they probably are good because they've skied here in the worst conditions you know <laughs> yeah so yeah we're, we're pleased I mean we're not we don't have all the terrain open yet um, but we're getting there um, and I do think you know as soon as we get another pocket of cold weather we'll keep making snow and and hopefully by Christmas have a lot more terrain open when you look at your ski season uh-huh. and we're looking at you know November or end of November beginning of December through what and mid-March end of March yeah is we that... usually shoot for the last Saturday of March okay yeah and then when do you find is the the busiest time when stuff is typically in, in a typical year is like 100% open full-on all the lifts are running all the runs are going usually around the um, third week in December okay is when we that's when we start our traffic really picks up okay. because obviously that's the holidays for much of our um, clientele that travels here yeah so you know our goal is to always get everything kind of 100% open by then so historically that's kind of a good time which would be about a week from now January February are like the most consistent months um, I would say in the southeast for skiing and snowboarding they're usually just 
traditionally the coldest. We get the most natural snow in those two months. And then, you know, March, it tapers off a little bit about the middle of March. You start getting more what we call spring skiing conditions. Now, tell me about the people that come here. You talked about your pass holders, which, mm-hmm. yes, is, I'm, I'm, I love that you highlight them because they're the they're the backbone probably yeah. of, of your, your business here. But other than your pass holders or maybe even them, where do you find your, your demographics? Where are people coming to? Where are they coming from, rather, uh, to ski here at Beach? You know, I... I find sometimes I get surprised by that every year when I look at, you know, zip codes and where people are coming. I mean, last year I was surprised how many people from Kentucky were coming here and Texas. We get, it depends on the time of year. A strong market for us is obviously Charlotte area. We get a lot of people from just within our two hour radius, radius. So like upstate South Carolina, down in Hendersonville, you know, where you're from, Charlotte area. So, you know, these two hour pockets in North Carolina are huge for us and our largest customer base. But we're getting people from, um, you know, Atlanta, Georgia, Tri-Cities over in Tennessee. That's a huge, almost a local market for us. A lot of our pass holders are from over there. As far um, west, you know, we get people from Kentucky. We get people from Texas. Over the holidays, which is over the next three weeks, we'll see a really strong push from South Florida. vacationing up here and I usually see it you know over the end of December when that clientele comes up and then about the second week in March so it's it's growing we don't get as many people from above us you know up in Virginia but there's still some people that come from there too so yeah pretty broad reach yeah in Tennessee you're so close to it I mean Roan Mountain is just not too very far away yeah, from it's here not. And, yeah yeah and you can get to Johnson City in a little over an hour so that's that's easy yeah a lot of our staff actually is from over there too how many people does Beach Mountain Resort employ about 400 ish seasonal employees wow. we've got about 20 ish full-time employees um, and now you know with opening with summer operations you know there's anywhere from you know, 50 to 75 people working in the summer months. Okay. And then the winter that grows to about 400 people. Cool. Let's stay with that theme about the summer yeah. a little bit. I know the downhill mountain biking is a big thing. There's a, there's races up here. People can yeah. come up here and ride. Um, you really have almost become four season kind of resort or there's four seasons that you can enjoy all the things you have to do up here. Yeah. I mean, like I said before, I mean, we really want to look at ourselves as more of like an attraction, like something that can cater to, you know, everyone, not just the skier. So, you know, opening the summer, that was kind of our first thought process. We obviously have this 5506, our uh, bar facility at the summit of the mountain. That's a big popular amenity in the summer. So we sell a lot of scenic lift rides. In the summer months, you don't have to ski to access that facility. So people can buy um, a scenic lift ride ticket for just $12. Wow. Take a lift ride to the top, um, grab a drink or a bite to eat, watch. We do live music up there. Cool. We do uh, what we call mile high yoga every Saturday and Sunday. That's been hugely popular. So we will have 50 people out there for a class. I mean, it's it's pretty awesome. And then obviously downhill mountain biking, which in the summer months we take every other chair comes off the chairlift, lift number five, and is replaced by a tray system. Has three trays, so the bikers come up, they roll their bike onto the tray, the tray takes their bike to the top, and when they get off at the top, they grab their bike, and then they ride their bike down. So that's been hugely popular, and the growth in that sport over the last 
you know, seven-ish, eight years since we started, it's been huge. You know, the effects of COVID, positive effects, have really just been that people have really taken kind of an outdoor, a vested interest in outdoor recreation, particularly with biking. So we've seen a big increase with that too. And we also have a disc golf course in the summer, and then obviously the brewery's open. So we do just a lot of events and live music, a big concert series um, in general. It's so a lot of stuff. That's cool. Yeah. Well, you, you've alluded to it a couple times, but when you look at this whole area, I mean, you're so right. It, it is a destination. First of all, you got to be committed to drive up this mountain because yeah. there's a lot of switchbacks. And it's yeah, steep. there sure is. But once you're here and you get more to the top, it does seem like it's almost like its own little private island in the sky. I mean, it's it, it, as you mentioned, you have general stores, you have restaurants, you have all things that people can come up here and enjoy this area, not just because of the skiing. So there's so much else that just draws people we up have, here. I mean, we went th- from having pre-COVID about 311 full-time residents up here. And I want to say that's almost tripled. I mean, people want to be here. They want to live here. I mean, you don't, you could, it's like you said, you're on it. You could just stay on the island if you wanted to. I mean, yeah. it's got everything you need between the general store and you know the resort i mean it's it's really just it's a fun place to live and it's got you know especially if you love the outdoors and good music and food i mean it's a perfect place to be yeah so let's talk about some of the special events that you all have in 2022 like certain themed weekends or special weekend specials okay. anything like that you have yeah i love the events because like i said that's what i was hired to do originally and then you know I learned to do all these other things but (laughs) events is kind of my bread and butter and I you know maybe it's just because I love them so much but I do think that's been just such a cool marketing tool for us and really one of the reasons why we've experienced so much growth because the events have been a good segue to get people to come to the resort and then they get you know an interest in some of the other things that we're doing so in the winter months, we do a winter music series. So every Friday, Saturday, we have live music. So most of our shows are free. We do have some larger ticketed events. We do like a holiday festival. So we have a lot of family stuff. We do a big New Year's Eve party, cool. two of them with fireworks. We've got like a big family night and a 18 and older party. We have a big event called 80s Weekend. I mean, it's, it's kind of silly, but this is our... Well, last year would have been our 10th year. This is our 10th year. So we do a big 80s party, uh, have an 80s band. People dress up. There's an entire contest, and that's hugely popular. I actually was a little late in announcing that this year, and, I mean, you would people were so angry thinking <laughs> that we weren't going to have it. So, you know, that's a big popular one. We do a lot of on-snow events, snowboard competitions, ski competitions, and the end of march one of our events that's probably pretty dear to us is called runs for buns it's a fundraiser event for the colon cancer coalition so one of our main priorities here is you know we want to give back to as many causes as we can so we've got two in particular that we donate to mountain true is one of them they're an organization that works um just to make sure that our rivers our water systems are taken care of in Western North Carolina. Yes, so, they're huge. Yeah, so we donate a portion of our proceeds annually to them. Okay. A dear friend of ours and our the Costum family passed away last March of colon cancer. So over the last three years, we've um, had this event called Runs for Buns. It's really cool. So you can have a team or you can get people to sponsor you per ski run. 
So people, you know, do 20 runs in a day, get $10 per run, you know. Oh, wow. They raise money. So we've raised about $64,000 in the last two years. Wow. And that's a big event. So that's the second weekend in March. So that's a fun one. And then, you know, segueing into summer, we do a lot of the same similar stuff, music, bike races. And then we have our big concert series, which is my one of my favorite events that we do each year so we put a big stage at the base of the slopes oh wow so it's you know facing you're sitting on the ski slopes looking down at the stage and then the play yard the small uh, little learning area out there it turns into kind of a vendor village of food trucks and craft vendors it's really cool and you do this the concerts will be on the weekends once a weekend we do or? music every saturday at the sky bar and every saturday in the village at the brew house every saturday night but these in particular just because they're larger bands we do them once a month so we have mid-june uh, mid-july and august okay so we haven't announced that yet but just you know for example we've had bands like last summer we had tedeschi trucks band we've had uh the steep canyon rangers we've yeah. had trampled by turtles just a, a lot of really good music um, comes out of this place, and um, it's really fun. So, do the owners are the owners really active in what you're doing here? Or are they oh, sort yeah. of they are? Yeah. yeah. So Ryan's here. His office is the building right next to mine. He's here every single day of the year. He grooms and skis oh, and wow. really, you know, he leads our staff meeting every week. I mean, he's he's our person and he's highly involved. So, um, and not just. You know, not just like you do see with some upper management. I mean, he really knows what's going on. He's in and out of every facility every day. You'll see him picking up trash. Um, he's out grooming the slopes. I mean, he's really got his pulse on uh, the customer base and, and the staff here. So, uh, that's so cool. Yeah. All right. So let's pivot a little bit and talk about where we are in this connection that you have with Lee's McRae. That's the first thing I noticed when we walked up into this space is seeing their college name and the logo. And I know you were talking about people being up here. So there were students that were actually in here earlier today before we got in here. Yeah. Um, so like we talked about, Lee's McRae College is a small um, liberal arts college, which is only four miles from here, right in downtown Banner Elk. Um, I did my undergraduate there and I have since taught in the business department and you know growing up here for me I didn't realize the ski industry was something that you could do professionally you know it just it wasn't you know where I went to school I mean I went to school my childhood like 20 miles from here and it just just never realized that so in working at Lee's McRae and starting to work with the outdoor recreation department which is housed under the school of business you know we just really realized how many students were working here and had really a vested interest in the industry and then you know combined with just my desire for really awareness that you can have just a really cool career here or at any ski resort you know we work together with the business department and dr katie wall who is over uh, the outdoor recreation department and did a lot of fundraising to you know build this classroom we got the minor approved which is called the ski industry business and instruction minor so a lot of our students take courses they take a psia uh, level one certification course so they can learn to be a ski instructor um, we have like an adaptive ski course here where they cool. learn to teach adaptive ski lessons. Uh, I teach like a ski area like um, management like topics course. So we do that every couple years. So there's a lot of different courses they can take. This fall we took a we had our first 
official ski patrol course. So they did their, basically their training for ski patrol Okay. Uh, as well. So that was really cool. So that benefited so, you too here. Oh yeah. yeah. It, and that was kind of the concept for us is we wanted, you know, it's a struggle to seasonal businesses. And even, I mean, you see it all over the news. Hiring is a huge struggle. So for us, you know, our hope was that we could, you know, retain employees, create some opportunities for graduates to work here and it's it has benefited us in a lot of ways that's cool particularly that so and how old is this program or how young is this program it's still in its infancy um this is our third year of the program okay so um we just had our grand opening i mean it was literally like the grand opening of this classroom was just two weeks before we shut down for covid wow like the end of february in 2020 so okay yeah. So it sounds like you're pretty involved with that that whole process. Were you part of making that linkage back towards your alma mater and bringing yeah, this program in? Yeah, I, I definitely, I teach part-time at Lees McRae. I am the Alumni Association president there. And I did just a lot of fundraising and worked really closely with Dr. Katie Wall to um, help with this. But, um, you know, she's a powerhouse, an awesome teacher. And the president there is just, I mean, he was here last weekend with his son skiing. I mean, they're, they've really, that school has really kind of gone back to their roots and realized, you know, they're in a mecca for outdoor recreation and really kind of capitalized on that in their, you know, marketing and just the overall experience for the students. So that's been cool to be a part of that and, you know, create that partnership. And it has, like you said, um, benefited us with employees and it's it's just nice to have the students here and being a part of it oh yeah yeah for about 10 years of my professional life I was working with students at universities very much like you're talking about I was at the University of Tennessee Memphis and then also at UNCG and so worked with the outdoor program and the students were just the absolute lifeblood I mean they they keep you young they force you to be young (laughs) they do and we're lucky because we've got Lise McCray right there and Appalachian State University in Boone which is an amazing institution as well so um you know we've you know you were greeted by two Appalachian students when you came in my office earlier yeah yeah it's cool so I know it's only been three years however any placement do you know of any placement of some of those people who have come out with that that minor other than working here I'm sure as you're into this more there will be other students that will do it here or maybe even elsewhere but I will probably think of this when we're done with this (laughs) but I we've had several students move out west to try the you know whole out west thing so there are some that are working out there mostly teaching right now that's really kind of all I'm familiar with um other than that most of them are still here and kind of like I said it's in the infancy of the program so we've only graduated a handful of students at this point um but it's a young program so that's definitely going to grow no it's huge I think there's um well I don't want to speak to how many are in the program right now because I actually don't know what that number is now but I mean it's just grown considerably over the last two years and it's, you know, it's exciting to see the potential, you know. Yeah, 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 absolutely. There's yeah. a need for it for sure. Yeah. They yeah. got to go, like, two years ago, right before COVID, they got to go to the National Ski Area Conference, um, which happened to be in Boone at App Ski Mountain. So they got to meet the National Ski Area Association president. And, I mean, th- I'm, I geek out over it because I'm like, this is just so cool. They're getting, they don't realize how cool the opportunities that they're getting are because they're college kids. But yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. And um, so it, that's been pretty cool to experience. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. So 
you touched on it a little bit that a lot of people they grow up here um, everybody wants to leave they want to you know spread their wings a little bit not everybody but pe- a lot of people do a lot of young mm-hmm. people do my kids do oh yeah uh, and so you often hear you know I'm gonna go out west I'm gonna go out west and and it's great I've skied out west I've been out west numerous times but talk about sort of the comparison it's not they're better or we're better kind of thing but talk about the comparison when people think about you know I've skied out west I've skied in Canada perhaps I've skied elsewhere and now I'm going to come to the east I have my take and I want to share it with you but I'm just interested in your take when you people, hear that a lot especially yeah. when someone's complaining they're like well I've skied out west right you know right. like when someone says that you know that they're like going to be a Here difficult one yeah and <laughs> You know, and I value that. I mean, I've, I, you know, for, for me, I mean, I work so much. I've not gotten to experience a lot of skiing out west. So, you know, I'm certainly not as experienced as some skiers. But I will say the terrain here is technical. And learning to ski in some of the conditions here, you know, is – and you'll hear that from instructors and people that have skied all over the world, like Ryan Costin, our general manager. I mean, if you can ski here – you can ski anywhere and you know obviously out west you've got more vertical feet the runs are longer Um, you may be on one run for an hour you may be on a run here for three minutes but you know if you can get a lot of vertical feet in here in a day you know and and really get a lot of skiing which is nice Um, so I still think people say that a lot. They're like, oh, the Colorado of North Carolina, because we have created that kind of overall experience that you do get a lot of out west resorts here yes. with the village and the other amenities. So I think I think it's just still a really cool experience. I think North Carolina skiing is awesome. I think the developments that they have now with snowmaking, I mean, just really are, enable us to create some amazing conditions. I mean, some of the resorts out west aren't even open yet. Yeah, They don't have the ability, the um, resources we do with our water reservoirs, um, with snowmaking infrastructure, to be able to open. So, I mean, we're actually getting to start a lot earlier than some of these resorts, um, which is pretty neat. Yeah, yeah. That's all good stuff. Yeah. And I, I was probably one of those people way yeah. back when, you know, I'm 53 now, but back then I was one of those people, especially when I got back from West and, you know, I'd be up in Snowshoe, West Virginia or some of these other places and, you know, you sort of turn your nose up a little bit. And that was completely dumb and arrogant back then. Mm-hmm. And I just came off, the reason I asked that question is I just came off uh, last weekend. We went skiing last weekend. I took my, uh, my son and my youngest daughter. Cool. And, it was cool and it was cool for this reason we were just making turns together that's what was so cool yeah and i didn't care whether or not we were on the little bunny slope whereas before my my wife will tell you my kids have told you if we're going to keep up with dad we just got to go but here it was just all about them in the moment having the experience being on snow man-made or not i mean it's it's snow and it was just uh it was just a great family experience it really was. Yeah. And it didn't matter where we were. True. And I think the older that I get maybe, and maybe the fewer times that I have the opportunity to actually go out and do it, I feel like I value this more. So I don't feel like I'm missing out anything at all. And not just because you're here on the podcast, but I really don't feel like I'm missing out on anything not being there. I could be at Appalachian. It could be Snowshoe. It could be Wintergreen. It can be here, whatever. So that's just kind of my take. Yeah. No, I mean, we take all the resorts do. We take a lot of pride in our conditions, huge investments just to upkeep snowmaking and yeah. grooming. And, um, I mean, it's it's just pretty incredible to see, um, you know, what we're able to do here. 
Um, it's pretty neat. So, yeah. but you know, you look at some of the professionals out there. So let's take like Luke Winkleman. Um, came out of Ski Mountain, rides for Burton, amazing snowboarder. I've watched him since he was this big. Cool. And he's, you know, he's killing it now. Yeah. He's, you look at Zeb Powell. Zeb Powell, yeah. He's been just such a, I mean, we we joke in the office when Zeb comes in, like, you know, I'll, like, push my employees out of the way. I'm like, I got him. I'll give him his ticket because we just love him because he's been such a leader in the industry. Yeah. He's amazing. He's such an advocate for North Carolina. Yes. And really he's just kind of paved the way for people of color and, you know, the snow sports. And, I mean, I, th- I just think that's huge. And yeah. I don't know if, you know, maybe – Maybe I'm wrong in that opinion, but I really do think that, that he's made such a difference. Um, up and coming snowboarder Brantley Mullins, female mm-hmm. snowboarder. Her parents own a little house on Shawnee, actually two houses. So one of their houses, we call it the stoplight house because it's got a stoplight <laughs> that hangs under it. You'll see today if you <laughs> ski, but she's out in Utah right now and is, um, you know, starting to get picked up everywhere. She's awesome. So nice. Very nice. The, the talent that comes out of North Carolina is is huge, and they're good. Yeah. And there's a reason they're good. There's a reason they're good. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, thank you so much for mentioning all those people. And my son yeah. just mentioned Zeb Powell. I, I, just, I just ran in, or I didn't run into him. I just became aware of Zeb Powell, like, within the last month, to be honest with you. Yeah. I follow him now, and the guy's doing amazing things. He's humble. He's so good. He he's, really is. Yeah, he's amazing. And he's really good friends with Brantley Mullins' brother, John Kevin, okay. the female snowboarder I was telling you about. He runs our terrain park. So Cool. Um, especially with COVID, you know, with him not traveling as much, he was here a lot. And that was really a, just a treat to get to watch him snowboard. And um, he, like you said, he's such a good person. Yeah. You know, it's actually something you said reminded me of something even you said earlier, it, some of the good things that have actually come out of COVID. And um, we could probably do an entire podcast just on the good stuff because there are a lot of silver linings yeah. that came out of it. But one of the things, not just in the skiing industry, or excuse me, um, I don't know if it actually affects us, so I'll ask you, but in the outdoors and hiking and biking and all these things, there's people have sort of stayed home. They've stayed local and they have done some of these other activities. I know we're just kind of coming out of that, but do you see any effects of that at all? People just say we have an influx, we have an increase here because people want to stay home and experience what we have right here in our backyard. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think last year was one of our best seasons ever. I've never seen traffic like that. People just wanted to stay close. They wanted to ski. They wanted to be outdoors. And it's, it's really not stopped. I mean, we've, you know, got a little bit of a lull right now. But in general, like I said, we've seen an increase with our season pass holders and really just locals trying the sport. We do um, weeknight specials for, like, ladies' night, men's night, college night ladies night's huge now and it's so cool just to see like all these local females and you know guys are there too obviously it's ladies night why wouldn't they be (laughs) but um but it's just such a big night so yeah huge increase in all that Uh, that's very cool yeah so i know you probably can't give this away but looking out into the future for beach how do you see it growing expanding changing i know you talked about the skating rink Um, where do you see beach going well, I think we're just going to keep pushing on to find activities that are activities, things that, you know, anyone can do. So we're looking for to add activities to the resort. 
we recently just acquired um, a real estate company. So we now do um, property management. We rent houses, condos. I would say in the next maybe three to five years that we will definitely have some additional facilities that are going to be slope side that people can stay. So we just purchased two brand new like Chevrolet Suburbans. So we do a private shuttle service now. So we're really just trying to kind of create that overall package for our guests where it's like a one-stop shop. You can get everything you need right here. So I would see us, you know, continuing to evolve with that. And then just, we're just going to keep trying to improve this place and upkeep our facilities and just make it a place that's comfortable for people to hang out and want to be here, want to live here. Very nice. Say a little bit more about the lodging here um, because it's not like we, you don't have a hotel that's real close by, but there are a ton of places right here. Well, and I think for our customer base, that's been a little, and I tell people that when they call, I'm like, honestly, it's a little overwhelming because and I, you deal with this when you go on vacation, you know, you want like a one-stop shop. You just want to call someone and like be told where's the best place to stay. Yeah. And it's, you know, overwhelming here because there's so many different entities. I mean, I think there's like five or 600 rental homes on the mountain. And then there's three hotels and then a large facility called the Pinnacle Inn Resort, which is like a condo facility. So there's multiple options on the mountain. There's a ton of options in Banner Elk and Boone, but they're all different property managers. So, you know, when our customers call, we just try to ask them what they're looking for um, and then try to help them, you know, push them in the right direction. Fortunately, now we do have our own, you know, real estate lodging sector. So we have like a whole staff that's dedicated to that now so that we can actually like you know really kind of cater like an overall package for them with you know lodging tickets all of that but there's everything from like slope side houses to cabins to condos and then the hotels are about a half a mile away that are up here okay very nice yeah very cool yeah well what other last things would you love for somebody who's listening in to find out to know well, I want people to come here for two reasons. I'd love for people to come here and work because we need employees. Okay. We, you know, like I said, we hire about 400 um, seasonal employees a year. We're experiencing so much growth that opportunity for careers here just continues to evolve. And, you know, like I said, I'm a testament to that. I mean, this is an awesome place to work. People work here their whole lives because it's amazing. We bring in about 42 um exchange students from like brazil peru argentina south africa so they're all here now learning and working so you know if anyone's looking for a seasonal job or a career change or wants a really cool place to live consider beach mountain but you know as just a vacation destination i mean you can't pick a better place it's such a cool environment and that you can just cater to so many different demographics you know we'll have a a church group here having a great time we'll have a bachelor party over here having a great time and it's just such a nice balance and such a large footprint here that you we have so many facilities to really not segregate those demographics but just make sure there's a comfortable atmosphere for a lot of different people I think the increase in people just living on Beach Mountain now is a testament to that. And it's just overall like an awesome family uh, destination. Yeah, you said that very well. And that's why you're the director of marketing. Yeah. <laughs> 
Very good. So your website, what is the website? Yeah, our website's beachmountainresort.com. Okay. We are also really active on our Instagram page, which is just uh, BeachMDN. Um, Twitter, Facebook, the brewery has a Facebook and Twitter. Uh, we now have a TikTok, so uh-huh. I mean, you can find us out there, and we're, we're pretty active on all those outlets, and that certainly gives you a good snapshot into the uh, overall culture and, and feel here. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Well, Talia, thanks for your time. I really appreciate you sharing as much. I yeah. know we just kind of a little bit scratched the surface on a lot of things. You can go a lot deeper, but you've got to get back to work, and I want to go make some turns and yeah. have a cold IPA, too, at some point. But again, just thanks for your time. I really appreciate you having me here today. And I can't wait for people to hear all about Beach Mountain Resort. Awesome. Well, thanks for the opportunity. It was fun. After my interview with Talia, I hit the slopes to carve some turns myself. And since I was solo on this trip and it was a Friday, it meant short lines, fast runs, and really enjoyable conditions. I had an absolute blast. They even told me in the tap room and grill that my lunch, it was the first meal served for the 2022 season. I had the smash burger and I could not recommend it more. As I mentioned in this episode, it's been several years since I've been back to Beach Mountain Resort and I'm glad we reunited. It was a pleasure to sit down with Talia who oozes with love and passion for this resort. She described the Beach Mountain community to me as a family and I was lucky to get a taste of that on the slopes, in the tap room, in the ski shop, and on the lifts. I was also fortunate to observe Talia interact with other staff, really without her knowing that I was paying attention. I loved how she interacted with the staff, student pass holders, and residents of Beach Mountain that popped in to chat and simply just to catch up. I am so impressed with the renovations and additions to Beach Mountain Resort, and I can't wait to return with my family this season. And I'm definitely planning a few trips up there this summer. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe to the podcast so you can stay up to date with future episodes. If you really enjoyed it, would you please consider leaving us a review? It really helps us to reach more people. Be sure to check us out on Facebook and Instagram, and feel free to reach out to me at Mike at explorationlocal.com if you ever have an idea for a future episode. I'd love to connect with you. In fact, just this week, I received a record number of emails and DMs, some just to catch up and others suggesting ideas for future episodes. Thanks so much for that. I'd also like to take a moment and say thank you to our listeners who nominated us for the Best Regional Outdoor Podcast in the 2022 Best of the Blue Ridge, sponsored by Blue Ridge Outdoors. You have no idea how much that encourages me to keep bringing you awesome guests on this show. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. Until we meet again, I encourage you to wander far, but explore local.